in the Christian school setting, they're not only coming in with this awkwardness, but they're coming in with this thought and idea that sex is bad. We don't just come at it with this viewpoint of how do kids not get pregnant? We focus it in on identity and image. So we want to create that space where the kids can ask us for the, the questions. And, and if we don't have the answer, we got to do some research ourselves. Dear young parents, see what I did there? Does the idea of having the talk make you want to run and hide? This could quite possibly be the most crucial episode that you've ever listened to on the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today, we're talking about how having the talk is just not enough. And we're going to explore all the reasons why. We have special guests with us today, Karina Hendricks. She's a sex ed teacher in the public and Christian school and system. If, and if you notice, they kind of look like each other, right? <laughs> I walked in and we have our hair exactly the same. Well, we, did, we did our hair. Well, yours is kind of curly. Well, so. but we are so honored to have Karina with us today. She has been an incredible um, confidant and friend and um, fellow mommy to talk about all these concepts that we're gonna discuss today in this episode. And we have some amazing resources for you. So excited. Can't wait to dive in. Yeah, a special project that we've been working on for quite a while that we've dropped mm -hmm. hints about, but today we're gonna unveil it. Mm. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the big unveiling, uh, we just wanna introduce Karina a bit and talk to her about what she brings to the table today. So first, tell us a little bit about what you do, what you teach, and um, like your your background as far as academics go. Yeah. So um, as mentioned, I um, am a sex ed teacher, but um, I teach science in general and I, I love it. You know, I'm the nerdy sister. Mm -hmm. She is. Yeah. She was just like last week at MIT nerding out on, <laughs> yep. on uh, like robots. all the robots. All the things, and, you know, she bioengineering. is a science nerd. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, and so it's a true passion. Um, and so I, you know, I, I teach science and, um, and have loved that, but within teaching science, I have had the pleasure and opportunity to teach sex ed, um, in the public school system, starting off in the public school system. Um, but more recently in the private Christian school system as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's been really telling and we've yeah. had some adventures and some stuff that we'll talk about today. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So tell us personally about your family. So you've been married for yeah, 10 years, 10 years, yeah, the big 10. Yep. Yep. We've been married for 10 years Decade. and we have, yeah, um, a four year old daughter, Everly, who is just so full of energy and drama. <laughs> yeah, if you guys follow us on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen Everly and Adeline, our, yes. our kid. They're six months apart yeah. and they're besties. They're yes. partners in crime for sure. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Oh man. Yes. Oh, terrorizing forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or vice versa. Oh, or, but yeah, absolutely. The other way around as well. Totally. So, um, it's been fun talking with Karina along the way and Curtis, her husband about um, our kiddos, their development, mm -hmm. their not just, um, you know, identity and development as a child, but their sexual development mm -hmm. as well. We've yeah. had lots of funny stories that oh, we yeah. share. About oh, <laughs> yeah. Already. I mean, she's four and just turned four and we've had so many stories. But mm -hmm. yeah. And going into this project, you know, we they were a lot younger because yep. this has been in the works for a little bit. Yes. Um, and so since it's been started, there's even the more stories have have come on. And, mm -hmm. and my viewpoint as a parent has now grown as well, not just as a teacher, but also also yes. with as the parent point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into uh, why having the talk is just not enough, mm -hmm. talk to us about what you've seen in the public school system. You've been teaching for uh, six years now, six years. Okay. Yeah. And even student teaching prior to that. Yeah. Yes. And um, I think you were what, like 20 when you started teaching high school science. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I think I was 20. Uh, two, okay. 22 when I started student teaching. Yep. Um, and so yeah, I was not very far removed from them. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about that story where you're sitting in the desk and oh, the students man. came in. Yeah. Yes. Students. So sweet. They come in and plop down next to me and, uh, you know, hi, what's your name? And, and, you know, like wanted to make me feel comfortable. And I'm like, Oh no, 
like I'm the teacher. <laughs> like, is this your first day? Yeah, is this your first day? I'm like, well, kind of, <laughs> but not like you're thinking. <laughs> so great. So you taught you taught high school science, then you yeah. taught middle school science, and yeah. you started teaching sex ed, which is yes. called what's the official name of uh, it? It's actually funny called positive prevention. Positive prevention, and what's yeah. the ideology behind so, that? You know, it's interesting because the whole premise on teaching this is so that kids don't get pregnant before they're supposed to. Right. You know, it's, so it's, yes, it's literally called positive prevention. Yeah. Avoiding teen it, pregnancy. Avo- exactly. That's, that's a Which good idea. Is a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it that's is. the sole purpose that of this is class. The sole purpose of this class. And yeah. when you talk about, you know, with the colleagues, like, why, why are we even teaching this? It's, oh, so that kids don't get pregnant when they're teens, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and while that is important, it's not, it should not be the reason behind everything, you know, that we're, that the subjects, the subject talks about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the public school system, that's what it's focused on. Obviously we do, we follow it, um, after anatomy. So naturally, uh, we're talking about all the body systems. So anatomy is not part of positive prevention. It's its own unit. Yeah. We, okay. Body systems is the unit. Body systems. Right. Okay. And so we talk about the ears and the eyes and, you know, mm-hmm. all the body parts. Right. Right. And so then we end it with the reproductive system. Okay. And uh, flow into positive prevention. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a natural flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, you know, I really love the project because um, we we have a different take on it. Yes. You know? uh, we don't just come at it with this viewpoint of how do kids not get pregnant? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we focus it in on identity and image. Yes. And so let me back up real quick. Yeah. So you are teaching and you are a Christian, Christian household. And now you're teaching this like positive prevention curriculum. How did that like how did you meld that with your own ah. beliefs and worldview? Because yeah. I mean, of course we're, we're all for positive prevention, absolutely, but maybe not in the sense that the schools are thinking. The sure. California yeah, public exactly. <laughs> Right. That's a good distinction there. <laughs> like, right. Because actually, um, you know, sex education is not mandated in all States. Okay. Um, as it is in California. Mm. Um, and then there's obviously differences in the States that it is mandated and okay. what needs to be taught. Interesting. Um, yeah. so, but California being one of, you know, one of the states that pushes it the most. Uh-huh. Um, but back to your question, Adam. Yeah. Like I had to do some learning myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I would say that I had a childhood, you know, learning about sex was was talked about in our home. Right. Um, and while I was not as inquisitive as you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't ask all the questions. Um, you know, our parents did a good job of offering the information even yeah, when absolutely. I didn't ask. And um, so Karina, do you have any questions? Exactly. That, that was the line my mom constantly had to totally. take. She'd like offer some information and be like, so do you have any questions? What's a question you have about that? I'm like, I'm sounds good. good. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris is over here like, oh, well, how does this work? And this one. Tell me more. Yeah. So even growing up with a positive attitude around sex yeah. in our family, um, you were saying you still had to kind oh, of yeah. check yourself and do some research. Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, I would imagine that, um, you know, our parents had to do research yeah. because it's this generational thing. It's it's just now becoming okay to even have the talk, let alone the talks. Right. Um, so, you know, as, as we go on, we're learning more and more. So yeah, I had to do some research myself and study it myself. And you actually have to be certified to, you know, you have to go through a certain course to teach it. Oh, so it's not just your teaching credential as a biology teacher. No. You had to go through a separate mm-hmm. certification. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you learn, you learn quite a bit. And um, obviously a lot of the different methods of um, contraceptives. Sure. Um, but, you know, the anatomy too. And, and of course I had the background of anatomy being the biology teacher. Yeah. Um, so all of that playing a role. What about the ethics piece of it? Were there any you know, lessons that, that the curriculum would offer in the public school system that you were like, ah, I have a hard time putting this out there. How am I going to put it out there in a way that aligns with my worldview? Um, you know, at the, um, it just now is starting to get murky. Okay. Um, so, uh, when I first started teaching it, actually, 
no, it was all very good, straightforward curriculum. And, okay. and actually in, in our school district, we taught that the number one preventative measure was abstinence. Okay. And it was mm-hmm. the only foolproof method, right? Uh-huh. I mean, because even with other <laughs> contraceptives, <laughs> yes. there's that 1% yep. chance or 2% chance, whatever. Right. Yes. Um, and so we taught that. Right. Um, and so I was on board with that, you know, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but I just now it's it's starting to get a little murky where they're starting to teach some some things that yeah that don't align. Right. Okay. Right. So that wasn't something you were faced with having to teach yourself, like right. transgenderism Correct. and yeah. same sex attraction and mm-hmm. what that all looks like in right. the public school system. Right. So now you still teach science, but you're not teaching sex ed in the public school. Right. You, now you're teaching sex ed in the private Christian yeah, school system. Exactly. Yeah. So Karina is actually the principal of Wilson Academy, yeah. and we'll put a link in the show notes so you can find out more about <laughs> Wilson Academy. Shameless plug. <laughs> and um, that's where our daughter will start going in the fall. Yay. And um, they have built this school from the ground up. Uh, you guys started it two or three years ago? Yeah, two years ago, um, beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Um, yeah, just out of a need of parents needing resources. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just grown ever since and yeah. it's just getting better and better and yeah. it's even available online yeah wilson academy online yeah um, geared more more toward middle and high school students for the online component for the online component yes. okay and then elementary yeah. school is on site yeah, here based. in yes. elk grove mm. yeah and so now you're teaching sex ed for the first time yes. in a christian school yes talk about the difference in your experience with the christian kiddos mm-hmm. versus your public school kiddos like even just knowing they're coming into the first day of yeah. sex ed class yeah. So let me talk about the similarities at first. Okay. Every kid's coming in with this thought of, why are we talking about this? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Why are, what, what are we doing? Wait, we're going to talk about it with boys and girls. Uh-huh. Right? So, <laughs> so they're nervous. They're nervous. Yeah. They're, it's awkward. Yes. You know, Middle schoolers are awkward anyway, <laughs> no right? matter what you're talking yeah. about. So right. it's even more awkward on top of that. Um, so whether that's in the public school system or the private Christian school, it's the same. It's mm. awkward, mm. right? Yep. And they're coming in with that expectation. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you the difference. Okay. The difference that I have observed so far is that in the Christian school setting, they're not only coming in with this awkwardness, but they're coming in with this thought and idea that sex is bad. Mm. Yep. And whether or not they would say it that way, it's what they're thinking. But let me tell you a story. So, you know, first day of, of doing this and then the Christian school and, um, you know, we, we set expectations like this is a safe space. This is an open environment. There are everyone's has different level of questions and that's mm-hmm. okay because we all have different backgrounds yeah. and, um, you know, we come at it, but with, with all of this, so the scientific point of view is we right. have to talk about this because this is our bodies and yep. it's natural, all the things, right? Yeah. And you kept all the parents in the loop. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. All yep. the parents kept in the loop. Right. Yep. Um, and we even say like the, we, this is a partnership. Yes. Like this should be not just be coming from here, right? Yeah. This should be at home more so than here, right? Yes, amen. And this is what the all the card deck is based on too. You know? mm-hmm. So, so you know, we come in and we're starting the conversation, and you know, we create that safe space. And so, I was really happy to see the kids, you know, respond to that, and Good. they're asking so many questions. Aww. And that's also the same, no matter where you go. Okay. The questions once you create that space, they fire them. Uh, they're just boom, 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 boom. Because they're like, wow, I, I actually have the freedom. I have permission yes. to ask what I've always wondered. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what it is because they are wondering. Yes. Well, permission, mm-hmm. there's permission. And I think most parents would say there's a permission, but maybe there's a, a, a more of a freedom because there isn't going to be a negative mm-hmm. reaction or shock, right? Yeah. And, oh, there's just so many layers to this. But I think, too, you know, even if a parent's not trying to create this negative reaction, it's maybe a reaction of, I don't know what to say. And so I'm just going to say, stop, like, or mm-hmm. don't talk about this or we'll talk about it later because, you know, you're yeah. thinking, I don't know as a parent, but the child's just thinking like, Ooh, I guess I shouldn't talk about that this. was bad. I sh- yeah. yeah. I shouldn't ask that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom doesn't normally react like right. that. So yes, we'll, we'll wait for later. Right. Yep. And so that's a layer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely this thought coming into it. Right. And so this comment, it was so telling because, you know, we're making, we're at, they're asking all these questions. And then all of a sudden one of the kids says, well, there's prayer tonight at seven. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh, and, what and was the point they were making? Right. Then? Yeah. I was like, at first, I really wondered, like, 
why are you saying that? And then it hit me like, oh, they're like making the point like, oh, we better be praying because we're talking about sex. Like we're sinning we're right sinning. now. We're sinning, exactly. Like, this is bad. We yeah. need to pray because we're sinning. And mm-hmm. so it's just so telling that clearly this is a bad topic. Uh, you know, this, yes. this is in, in their minds, this is a bad topic. Yep. Even if that's not the direct message that's being sent at home, mm-hmm. like purposeful message it's indirectly being sent oh yeah Mm. for sure so on that note we actually um returned from a retreat that we were at called the adventure and intimacy retreat well that we hosted yeah it was incredible so awesome it was really neat Uh, such dynamic couples we loved hanging out shout out to all of you guys who are listening you guys are awesome um so (laughs) we did this pre-retreat survey and we asked them a bunch of questions, uh, you know, just basic questions about, you know, demographics. We wanted to find mm-hmm. out who who's going to be in the room, right? right? And one of the questions we asked them was, what was the attitude around sex in your family growing up? And we just said, pick the closest match. And there were four, four available options, okay? So the four options were, uh, number one, silence or avoidance around sex altogether, okay? So 51%, 51.5%, silence or avoidance around sex altogether surprised it wasn't higher right right okay but here's the next one okay sex is bad or worldly or sinful there you go 12 percent okay um i had the talk but that's it lots of awkwardness Mm -hmm. 27 percent and here's the last option sex is a good gift from god that we celebrate in marriage nine percent nine percent of the room said that sex is a good gift from God that we celebrate in marriage. That was the attitude that they felt was, you know, surrounding the idea of sex. And honestly, I think 9% is probably high. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we look at the other, so we have a whole bunch of other, you know, questions that we asked in Mm -hmm. this um, assessment and some of the metrics that we have there perfectly match up to what is found in society, right? right? Like for instance, you know, uh, 25% were abused. Sexually abused. Sexually and abused. And that's about right. One in four are sexually that's, abused. That's about mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, the, the numbers that we got on anxiety, the numbers that we got on depression, mm-hmm. those were all, you know, the matched the norm in society. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, of course, not everybody views sex as a gift from God. Sure. Um, or, but these you were know, all church Christian, going folks. But these were all, yeah. Chris- yes, yeah. these were all church going, awesome Christians. Yeah. So, but what we were very surprised at and, and I get, I don't know, surprised, but also it confirmed, I think what mm-hmm. we already knew yeah, to be right. true that a lot of people grow up with the idea um, for different reasons that sex is bad. Just right. maybe because we don't broach that subject very often. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think what we're good at in the church yes. is uh, in some churches, this is not the case in all churches, but in some churches we're good at talking about, um, prohibitions, right? Like, right. It's not okay to have sex before you're married. It's not okay to look at pornography. Right. Um, you know, all the things that's, it's not okay. Well, and to we're be very clear on homosexual it. relationship. Right. Yeah. We're clear on it. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's important. Um, Absolutely. We're not as good at talking about permissions. Okay. Now some families are good about talking about permissions. Like mm-hmm. what is good about sex? I remember growing up the right. way that our mom would talk to us is like, sex is beautiful. Like it's going to be amazing. And the marriage bed is undefiled. And right. we had all these positive talks about sex. Yes. And, um, and so I think some families are good about talking about permissions. Um, but I think what gets lost altogether in almost every family is the celebration of sex. Absolutely. Like that sex is good. And it, and not only sex, but your body yes. and, and your image, right? And so I would I would match these statistics, not just with sex, right? right? But with bo- your body in general. True. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because we actually, that, that comment that was made is, oh, I bet we got it. Prayer at seven. Right. That was actually in the context, we were just talking about the reproductive system. Oh, interesting. So it was a male reproductive system. It's a female repro- reproductive system. Because you were and using body part names. Talking about body parts. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So even just like you said, not just about sex, but the body. Yes. And that takes me, uh, my mind goes to the episode we did with, with that apologist yeah. on uh, Love Thy Body. Love Thy Body. Right. Yes. Nancy Piercy. Um, yeah. And, and how in the Christian church, Gnosticism has made its way into, into our theology, which isn't Mm -hmm. a Hebrew, isn't Hebrew in origin, but it's Greek in origin, which is something that actually Paul talks about Mm -hmm. 
um, in a very, you know, like we need to change this way. Yeah. yeah. So, so we know that our body is good mm-hmm. in God's eyes. Remember, like, I mean, he says, and it was good. Right. <laughs> Don't call. We're made in his image. Exactly. I mean, how, how much better can you get? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So it's interesting because, you know, obviously it begs the question, why do we not have a celebration of sex right. and the body? And all these things that we're going to be uncovering today in this new resource. Um, and and I don't think it's out of malice. I don't think it's that parents go, let's teach our children that, no. you know, their body is awful. No, <laughs> you know, absolutely not. That's not what it is. Uh, but it's still the message that's being It said. is the message because parents don't know what to do, what to say, how to say it, when to say it. Right. Right. Yes. I think that's a big question we get. When uh-huh. do we start yeah. having these yes. talks? The, talk. the answer is now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Let me just tell you. Right now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a question at the, at the seminar that we were just talking about um, that, um, you know, well, my kids are older. Yeah, they had what like three I, or four I, kids. We've never addressed this. When do we come back to this? Yeah. And we said, now. Now, now right. And, yeah. and you could just be honest and say, look, I am so sorry that we haven't approached this topic. We've always avoided it because mm-hmm. we are insecure about, you know, the things that we're going to have to say. And yeah. we mm-hmm. haven't known how to approach it. We but didn't grow up talking about it. Right. Yeah. Just be I want to tell you the truth. Yes. I want to give you truth here and I want to be a source of information that you can rely on because everything you find on Google mm-hmm. may, be dis- <laughs> may be distorted. Yeah. Right. You yeah. want to be the source for your kids. Well, yeah. Let me tell you something. They are going to wonder, right? Kids that they're curious and they wonder. And we are living in a generation where you don't have to wonder very long because all you have to say is, right. hey, Siri, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. okay, Google, what? Here's your uh-huh. question, whatever you want to ask, right? right? Yep. And he, yeah. your question gets answered instantly. And so, you know, if your kid feels like I am wondering about this and I, I don't know if I can go to my parents and ask yeah. because I might not get a, an answer, yep. right? Then they're going to wonder still mm-hmm. and then go get their question answered somewhere else. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. We, we do live in a quote, Google it society. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Google Cur- it. Curtis is, well, your oh, husband, yeah. Curtis, <laughs> he's the chief. Yeah, I just look at Curtis. I know, like he's already looking something right. up. If I have a question yeah. about, like, somebody Let says me give something, you that answer, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, yeah. And how much more our kids in our era? Like, we this is the information age. Oh yeah. yeah. Like we know just about everything that yes. you would want to know. Like it's look upable. Right. It is. Yes. Absolutely. And so I guarantee you, I can guarantee you, your kids are wondering first of all, and most of them are going to get their questions answered. And if it's not by you, it's going to be by Google. Right. <laughs> right. So Preach. don't let Google parent your kids. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Or the new phrase is just search it up. Search it search up. My kids up. say that all the time. <laughs> well, how does blah, blah, blah. Search it up. Well, search it up. Say. Hey, yes. look, so people funny. don't search it up. <laughs> right. No. So that, I mean, yes, we want to create that space where the kids can ask us. Yes. For the, the questions. And, and if we don't have the answer, we got to do some research ourselves. Yep, that's right. All right, yeah, so yeah. the the title is why <laughs> the the talk isn't enough. Right. Yes. So what do we mean that by that? So, spoiler alert. So we've been dropping a lot of hints and we are so so excited to announce to you that we have been working on for the last year plus yeah. on a project called Having the Talks. Notice how we all went (laughs) with an S. Yes. And it is going to be such a neat resource. Um, We have it coming out in three stages. And the first stage is you probably guessed it because I think I let it slip too. I heard it. (laughs) Well, we dropped hints over the last year or so on social media too, but we are launching a card deck for you as parents to have these conversations, plural, with your kids, no matter what age they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we even beta tested these cards and we got feedback from parents of two-year-olds all the way up to 18-year-olds. 
And the feedback was so valuable. We were able to take that, hone the deck even further. And what's cool about this deck is it's unlike any of the other Dear Young Married Couple decks. So we're going to tell you what makes it so unique. Well, first of all, it's for parents. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for, for parents. Um, and it's a tool that you will use um, with your child. Yes. Yeah. So it's for it's for parents, but it's also for children as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it is unlike any other deck uh, because... It is two-sided. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's two decks in one. Yeah. So cool. So cool. So we have, we have one side of the deck that is geared toward that younger age. Now, we're not going to put an age on what younger means because that's up to you. You're the parent. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. And so we have one side that's geared toward a younger age group. Mm-hmm. And then we have the other side of the deck that's geared toward the older age group. Now it's the same type of question, but it may go a little bit deeper. There may be a greater understanding. And so whenever you're ready, you can flip over to that mm-hmm. other side of the card exactly. and ask that question. Because yeah. you might have a 12-year-old that you've never said a word to about sexuality or development. And you're like, oh snap, what do I do? Right. You can use the younger side of that question. That's mm-hmm. completely fine. Absolutely. But you might be in a household where you've talked for a long time about sexuality, development, identity, marriage. And so you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so maybe you have a 12 year old that you're going to, you're going to use the older side. And we have stats on the website that we'll be sharing um, where our beta testers said, okay, my kid's this age and I use the younger side Mm -hmm. or the older side. And so you'll get to see where that shift took place for the beta testers. Well, and I I think too, we are leaving a lot of a lot of the decision-making to the parents. That's right. And that's because, how it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Because some some elements of this, like maybe around marriage, you know, they, they're not little kids. They understand it. But maybe because uh, the sex talk has been so absent, some mm-hmm. of the younger questions or way of approaching it mm-hmm. might be better. Yeah. And that's up to you. Yeah. That's totally up to you. Totally. And, and let me tell you, if you are leaving it up to the school system to educate your child oh God. on development, sexuality, health in general, that is not enough. Yeah. And and that is why we've created this deck because we know it has to start in the home yeah. and we know that it has to come from parents. Like mm-hmm. think about all the important things that we try to instill in our kids. Right. Right? Like, okay, this is the sort of lifestyle that leaves you fulfilled and happy and successful. So we drill these things like discipline. Discipline is the way, you know, here, this is how we do these things. This is, you know, or take, for example, money. Here's how we do this with money. This is, these are the good practices around money. If I were to say, you need to teach everything to your kids (laughs) about money in one conversation. (laughs) No. You've lost it. Yeah, like, right, totally. Because you, you're not going to, first, they're not going to comprehend everything in the first right. converse, conversation. Yeah. You're not going to remember to cover everything in the first conversation. Mm-hmm. And different, different, um, you know, situations bring about different conversations. Right. So, I mean, just think about money. Now apply this to sex. Like one of the most um, incredible gifts from God, right. but also one of the most distorted um thing, uh, I don't know, topics or act, um, act or all these things, you know, I don't know, like this category, it's very distorted by the world. And if we don't talk about it, the world is, and it's very active in trying to indoctrinate, trying to teach, trying to direct. Mm -hmm. Um, and if we aren't, we don't meet that level or exceed that level of, um, of, um, just of pointed conversation. Yeah. Safety and yeah. transparency. Right. We're they're gonna they're gonna be the leading voice in our kids. Yeah. Right. Around yep. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we need. Uh, no. And and even if your child is sheltered enough and there are ways, okay. But <laughs> but if you think your child is sheltered enough to where they're not gonna receive these types of, mm-hmm. of views from the world it still is not enough for them just to have one talk. And this is why I love the deck so much because we don't just start with the talk, right? We start with something so, so important. And that theme is running across the entire deck. And that is your identity and your image found in Christ. Yep. So let's talk about the table of content. Yeah. So we have roughly 10 cards in each of these categories. Some are nine, some are 12, but roughly 10 cards in each category. And like Karina said, the first category is identity. 
And this covers everything about who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And the younger question is going to look different than the older question. So let's just give some sample questions. Ooh, okay. Scroll to the top here. There's Can you tell like- that they're like sisters? <laughs> Okay. So the first question is, how did God make you special? That's, and that's for the younger. Um, we, we call it the caterpillar side and then we have the butterfly side for the older. So how did God make you special? Um, and then why do we read our Bible and pray? Who is Jesus? Right. We're talking about our image being, uh, rooted in Christ. And so we're going to talk about who is Jesus. We're going to tell our two, three, four, five-year-olds, you know, who, who is Jesus to you? We're going to ask that question. We're going to have those conversations. That's another caterpillar. That's the, yes. that's the yes. younger yeah. part. How can we start our day off right? We're talking about habits. Yes. You know, what would it look like to start our day off in a way that is um, going to motivate us? And edifying. Edifying. So yes. go to go now to the um, older version of that. Okay. Of these cards. Oh, I only transferred the younger version because oh. I was looking at the table <laughs> of contents and then decided to give samples. Um, I'll grab it. You guys can st- keep going through. Yeah. This. But what's so cool, too, is is um, when we come up with the other parts of this project, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, there are resources that help you answer these questions. Right. And so I'm just speaking from from my experience of having done this in the school system, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we do activities that are centered around your identity and your image in Christ. Yeah. Which is so cool. Right. Because we start off with, you know, you are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean? Well, what, what are some characteristics that are Christ-like? Right. And these are the characteristics that we want to show right. and we want to live, right? And, and that we want to show to others. And so it's all, that's the foundation of the talks. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, because all of these subjects are so interrelated, it doesn't make sense just to jump into sex ed. Not honestly, right. that's not a, a, at all what we're pushing for here. Exactly. It's about opening very important conversations that we know that need to be had. Um, so often when we're working with um, anxiety and depression and overwhelm and stress and really difficult emotions, oftentimes we can trace these back to lies about our identity. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the, we're, we're fixing, helping to fix a lot of people or actually fix their thoughts, we should say. <laughs> um, now, once we can actually start helping people very at a very early age, mm-hmm. help them to establish their identity in a healthy way so that they can handle a lot of these things. Exactly. So in other words, we're doing a lot of preventative maintenance yes. here. Right. Yes. Instead of being reactionary, right? Yes. We're being proactive. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so here are some of the butterfly questions. So Of the same ones you just read. Yeah, so like, for instance, the younger question was, how did God make you special? The older one is, what do you think it means to be made in the image of God? Mm-hmm. So a younger, you know, my four-year-old wouldn't be able to answer that. What do you think it means to be made in the image of God? But she can answer, how did God make you special? Right. Right. So we, we geared it younger versus older. Um, so say like, um, how can we start our day off right? Number three, um, what's something positive that you can do or say at the beginning of each day? And so it's just said a little bit more different. It's said a little bit differently. It's a little more pointed. It's getting them to really think about habit formation as a preteen or teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, um, so those are some of the questions on identity. I won't give all of them, but we get into traditions, ethnicity, nationality, church culture, mm-hmm. um, outward appearance. How are you unique? We get into a lot of good stuff on identity. So that's the first section. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next se- section, we jump right into um, you know, your, your image and, and your actual body, your physical body. Right. And so we might ask the younger child, what do you like most about your body? Mm-hmm. But that question can actually follow us through even into the older stages. And I can speak from personal experiences with teens. Mm-hmm. We should still be asking these questions because yes. <laughs> they're actually thinking about it the most yeah. when they're around like 12, 13. <laughs> right. right. And right so when their body is changing. Exactly. Uh-huh. When their body is going through all these changes um, and there's so much being thrown at them, you know, about their bodies and yes. what it should look like and what you should be doing. Um, and so to ask this question 
to a four-year-old, but then also to keep asking the same question as they get older, I think is something very important. So that's an example of a question that is the same on the younger Mm -hmm. side and the older side is, you know, what do you like most about your body? What do you like least about your body? Exactly. Yeah. I just actually read a, um, a study that was done of younger girls and they asked, um, I forgot the question that they asked, but it was very telling that like a huge percentage of the girls asked, like, I think upwards of like 80% said that they wish they were thinner as if that made them more beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, this is what the world's actively selling. So what we're trying to do is indoctrinate in the opposite direction of like, Mm -hmm. you know, health is a good thing. We're not preaching against that, but what we are preaching against is beauty looks this way. Right. And you need to measure up to this measure or standard of beauty. So, you see like what we're trying to do guys is curate the conversations that need to be happening with your kids to really set that solid foundation for all of the crud Mm -hmm. that they're going to face in the world and all of the messaging. Mm -hmm. And they can look at a message hopefully and see like they are trying to persuade me in this worldview Mm -hmm. and I don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've been having these conversations, these open conversations with them, these pointed conversations with them, then they'll be able to recognize that when it's right. thrown at them. Right. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. So lots of questions about body image. Um, we talk about the body itself, body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think God made boys and girls differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we we get into, you know, distinctions in anatomy as well. Yes. And let us please emphasize this. It's important from a young age. You know, our three and four year olds that we have um, are all talking about this. Well, much to our chagrin. (laughs) At times. (laughs) At times. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm glad you said that because even though we are embarrassed at times by how they'll just, you know, say it out loud in front of, you know, in a store, you know, or they'll recognize that, you know, this man has long hair and, you know, and then, so they're like, but he has a penis. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, so <laughs> at target very loudly yes, in the yeah. line. But yes. even though it's embarrassing sometimes that embarrassment is worth it to have my child, my children um, understand a healthy view of their body and male, female distinction. Well, honestly too, um, we're, we're going in so many different directions, but it's a good thing, I guess. Um, and probably all these need to have a podcast on it, but (laughs) when, when you, when you, when the kids are very aware of their body parts, they start to understand, um, boundaries around their bodies and what is sacred. And when kids are very familiar with all that, there is a decreased chance of, uh, sexual abuse. Yes. Or statistics are very clear there. Yes. So, um, and so we're, of course, huge proponents of this. If we could start talking to our kids in a very mm-hmm. positive way, a very open way, but also, hey, this is these are this is what God's gifted you. They right. are not for anyone else. Yes. So yep. when this is an open conversation, if something does transpire, God forbid, you're going to be the first one to mitigate the damage. Exactly. Or they will know enough to get out of that situation. Right. So, and we're talking very openly here, but this is, this is a, a very common thing. And like, okay. And when we get into pornography, since we're on this kind of thing too, they know what, oh, these are bad pictures. Mm-hmm. These are not for me. Yeah. So what's happening is we're making them aware enough yes, so that they know to, to get out of that situation. Yes. Because yep. the age of first exposure to pornography is eight to 11, which is going to happen at school or mm-hmm. friends are almost always the ones that show them these yeah. things. And with social media, I'm sure that is much oh, more yeah. trending now oh, where yeah. it's, it's accidental, but that's what happened. Oh, yes. Yeah. But let me be very clear. You can be open and honest and have these conversations and use real words, body anatomy with your children, but set very clear parameters of when it's okay to talk about yes. these things and when it's not okay and when it's appropriate to talk about what, like with whom it's appropriate to talk so about. How would you teach Everly this? Yeah. So, you know, I would say, you know, she might say, oh, well, just be clear here. My <laughs> vagina hurts. And I will say, oh, I'm so glad that you're able to tell me that. Yes. Right. Because what if she's got a rash? What, you know, right. Yep. Um, it, kids put their hands in their pants all the time. Right. Yes. And so we want to know what's going on. And so I might say, I'm so glad you're able to tell me that. And you, that you told mommy, 
right? Yes. So it's you're praising mm-hmm. the action. Right. Yes. Yeah. You tell mommy, you tell daddy. Good choice. You know, good choice, yeah. right? And probably it's something that you don't want to talk to your friends about. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, when we are and same thing with with showing body parts. Yep. Yeah. We don't show our body parts to anybody but mommy and daddy when we're taking a bath or a shower. Yeah. You know, so it's you're being very pointed about the parameters. Yeah. I don't know why we get so afraid to set these parameters around these conversations when we so clearly define them around other conversations yes. like finance. Right. Yeah. So you may talk with your children about finance and you say, you know, we don't share our finances with with other people. It's yeah. it's for our family. Uh-huh. The same goes for these types of conversations. Right. right. Here are my views on credit cards. This is right. what we do and we don't do. Yeah. yeah. And we have to be having these conversations all the time to establish it. Yep. Like to establish what is true north. Exactly. <laughs> you know? right. Yep. That's good. So we could probably go on forever and ever <laughs> on this subject. Okay, so let's just let's just scroll through the rest of yeah, the table finish. of contents. Okay. So we have um, hygiene and health, mm-hmm. uh, where we get into like our relationship with food, um, cleanliness. We have puberty and physical development. So what is puberty? What is a menstrual cycle? What are signs that you're going through puberty? What changes in your body? Um, reproduction and conception. You're, you're doing that with your kiddos right yes, now, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Good time. And so, um, and we'll talk about the next phases that are coming out, <laughs> yeah. but, um, while you're teaching this sex ed curriculum, you guys are focusing on reproduction and conception from a biblical worldview. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and from a scientific point of view as well. Yes. Right. Cause that's, that's, that's also important. Oh. Um, but you know, the different activities that, that we're doing, it makes it very clear of, and what was so cool that we brought up was that our body systems and males and females are exactly the same except for our reproductive systems. Mm. Every other body system is the same. Yeah. Except for the reproductive system. And that was on purpose. God did that on purpose. Yes. You know, uh, we, we we emphasize in the curriculum that we were made for a purpose and on purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so um, you know, we go into that and it's really beautiful. That's yes. Cool. I love it. That's cool. So there's that. We talk about birth, uh, a whole unit just on birth. Um, Some questions. Yeah. <laughs> Adeline is already asking questions. Oh, lots yes. of questions. Um, purity and boundaries in dating. That dating, um, we again, the parent has the decision making, you know, the locus where they get to decide which questions they want to ask and how they want to ask it. Um, but we want to talk about what what is purity and what are boundaries and how can we be more open and accountable around who we like and how we like them and how we demonstrate our affection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the celebration of sex and marriage, that's my favorite unit. Of course. <laughs> um, and that's where we are actually celebrating what God ordained as a beautiful gift in marriage and the covenant of marriage. Um, so we have a whole unit on that, um, general communication. Um, so just talking with each other openly and a lot of the cards, not a lot, a chunk of the cards, probably like 10 in each side. Yeah. That you're talking about the end of each unit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. So at the end of each unit, we, we have a card where we just say, what questions do you have about birth? And so it's Mm -hmm. this, it's an open-ended question. Yes. Um, because maybe we thought we covered everything in the card deck, but what if they have questions that we didn't think about? Right. Right. What questions do you have about, you know, the celebration of sex within marriage? Mm-hmm. What questions do you have about your anatomy, yes. your identity? And so we end each unit that way mm-hmm. so that if there's anything else they're wondering, now's the time to get it on the table. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's that question at the end of each unit. And mm-hmm. then there's also wild cards. So sometimes oh, yeah. there's a question that is, there's no way to ask it in a younger way because it's completely an older concept. And so we just have a wild card on the younger side, which is what question do you want to ask me today? Mm-hmm. And it was great. Our beta testers, like they came up with all sorts of things. Sometimes oh, it was yeah. so random. Like, so random. Can I have cotton candy today? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that was a two or three year yeah. old. Right? That's yes. awesome. Like they feel open to ask you if they can have cotton candy, like or blueberries how, or whatever it was, or whatever yeah. random question it was. Yeah. So it can be anything. And that's a wild card. And then we have that the flip side. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think like, for instance, one of the questions on the younger side, is um, how do boys and girls go potty differently? Right. Well, that's not a question you're going to ask an older kid because they for sure know that already. Right. <laughs> and um, and so, 
we there's no way or reason to ask an older version of that question. So we just did a wild card. What right. question do you have for me today? And obviously your teenager is going to ask you a different question than can I have cotton candy today? Or not. They might ask that. Or they might ask that. I mean, you're the middle school teacher. They might ask They probably it. would ask that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's pretty cool too at the end of each section. Um, and then we have social and emotional development. Mm. A, a whole like... I think this is our largest unit. Yes. And this is what's lacking in the public school system curriculum. There is nothing on this. Wow. Yeah. Nothing. EQ is huge. Mm-hmm. Like emotional intelligence. I was actually just looking at um, high earners. They they attribute like 90 something percent of their um, like how much they earn or like the mm-hmm. CEOs or whatever to being EQ. Yeah. Like emotional to emotional intelligence. Wow. Successful. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wish I remembered. So the, it's not the just study. about your degree or no. how quote unquote smart you are, but how emotionally aware right. and in tune. Yeah. You We're going to be talking a lot more uh, about that. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the, in the upcoming, you know, months. Yes. Yeah. So emotional, we, we go through so many different emotions and we create, hopefully this deck allows you to create a safe space with your child to express those emotions. Yes. yes. And, yeah. and really teach them that emotional literacy. Yeah. Which is a massive mm-hmm. because it, it's all connected. Right. And I think that's also what we're trying to bring here to the table is that we are holistic beings yep. and we are not just physical and we are not just emotional. We're spiritual. And so I think that's what this card deck does beautifully is it brings mm-hmm. it all together and yep. says each one of these is just as important as the other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And really that brings us into the last yeah. Section. So the last section, when things don't go as God planned. Yeah. And so we have everything in there from um, divorce, homosexuality, transgenderism, all the hard questions, uh, pornography, um, the stuff that's like, how do I talk about this? with Boy, if we think sex is, is shut down, or yes. this is definitely, this is probably more shut down than, than sec- the sex conversation. Right. I actually just had a conversation with someone just recently that- you know, struggling with some of these when things don't go as God planned mm-hmm. and feels absolutely alone. Yeah. You know, no one ever talks about that. So this is a, a really important conversation to open with your, with your kids of mm-hmm. like, you know, they're going to be wondering these things. Yes. We're living so much. Uh, we're living in a fallen world and the signs of its fallenness are all around us. Mm-hmm. And your kids are looking, your kids are noticing, and we have to be able to, with with love and empathy, but also truth, yes. uh, address some of these questions. And under and and you have to be, as the parents, be thinking about how would I answer this question. Exactly. So this kind of preempts some of these questions for you to be asking. Yep. So that is the first phase of this project. And it is available for pre-order right now. You can go to www.havingthetalks.com and we'll link that in the show notes and you can be one of the first to pre-order. Yes. And there aren't going to be a gazillion. There's a limited number. There's a limited number of (laughs) pre-order. So if you really would like to get this, get your hands on it. Do it quickly. Yes. (laughs) Because we're only doing pre-order for a limited time. And then we're going to be out of stock for a bit while we restock and then we'll do a big launch. But if you want to be on the pre-order team and get all the bonus perks that are listed on the website, lots of good stuff. We're going to be doing an entire monthly live date night just on this topic. It's a big parent workshop. Karina will be there and we're going to be sharing with you all a lot about how to answer these questions. And that's included in the pre-order. It won't be included in the other orders, just pre-order. So we encourage you, go pre-order, get all the bonus perks, and you will be thankful you did. So you might be asking though, what if I don't know how to follow up on these conversations with my right. kids, right? Like we we do the the talks deck. We have, you know, we have a card that we do once a week or one, you know, a couple cards here and there at a time. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know what to say next. We have some other resources coming for you. And those are the next phases of this project. Yes. 
Yeah. So our next phase, um, and hopefully we'll, we'll be rolling those out pretty soon. Um, we have a whole curriculum for the kids on each part of this card deck. So the table of contents that we just went over, that is going to be in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And so we're rolling that, or I'm, I'm kind of testing that out right now. Yep. Um, and c- we're continuing to develop it. Well, um, and you've already, um, you've designed curriculum before for the public schools. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we've so had- you're, you're, you can do this sort of thing. Totally. Right. Uh, but you know, that, that those pieces that we're missing in the public school, that's what we're, we're adding to, onto it. it. Yeah. Right. So good. So there's cool. so much missing. So we're adding that into it. Um, and then if you're still like, Oh, I'm willing, I, I am ready to ask the questions. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, we're, this is an open book here and here's the great, a, a curriculum for kids, but I still don't have all the answers. Yes. We are going to have a parent guide for you. And it is numbered. Every chapter in the parent guide is numbered to correspond to the question number. So if you're like, okay, why do you think God made boys and girls differently? Card number 12. What do Um, I say? What do I say? Um, Then you can go to the parent guide and go to chapter 12. And there's just a really short chapter that we wrote about that answer. And it gives you um, follow-up questions to ask. It gives you, um, you know, scriptures that you can include, um, psychology that's aligned with scripture that you can include. And um, so we're mainly working on the parent guide. Karina is mainly working on the curriculum and it will all integrate together. So those will be future phases, very soon future phases that will be available. Um, But this will be the first phase, a good old DYMC deck. And (laughs) we cannot wait for you to get your hands on these decks So go order them at (laughs) www.havingthetalks.com. And then the next few episodes on the podcast over the coming um, week, uh, month and a half, couple months, will all be on Having the Talks. Mm. So we have interviewed so far four or five experts in this field, and we've talked to them about different aspects of Having the Talks. So some of the subjects are... Becoming an askable parent. Mm-hmm. Um, Discipling else? your child's sexuality. Yes. Why it's never too early to start having the talks. Mm-hmm. Um, how to talk to your kids about homosexuality. Um, how to have hard conversations with your kids in general. Yeah. So we we interviewed a variety of professionals and experts. And yeah, they're going to come inc- Incredible conversations. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys will really love them. It. So be on the lookout for those. And um, go to havingthetalks.com um, and it's going to be, yeah, I think you're going to be- going to be awesome. Yeah, you're going to be we super, <laughs> super excited about this. All right, please share your feedback with us. We're going to be talking a lot about, uh, about this on Instagram. Um, so go over there and share with us your stories. We want to hear your stories and what you're doing differently with your kids compared to how you grew up. And we are going to shift the culture. We're determined to have the talks because one just isn't enough. And I just want to thank you, Chris and Adam, so much for for making this happen because it's needed. I mean, I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. And and I'm just so thankful that you guys have made this happen. Oh, so. we're thankful you're on our team. <laughs> hey. So this wouldn't be what it is without Karina and yes. her expertise. So we're so thankful to have you on board with this project. It's going yeah. to be so much better because of you. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, it wouldn't be the same without the DYMC community. Exactly. So we're thankful for all of you who are listening and watching and This is just awesome. So here we go. So here we go. Here's the talks. Because one just isn't enough. (laughs) All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.